Amen. Hey, again, so thankful that you're here with us today. It's going to be an awesome day, and it's setting us up for an awesome season. And, and today, I'm, I'm wearing my Be a Man shirt with Mike Novakovich's face on the front, and, and, and I'm looking at Mike, and I'm thinking, I didn't know your cheeks were so chubby until now, but man, that dude needs to hit the gym or something. <laughs> I just made myself laugh. Okay, that was awesome. Mike's got chubby cheeks. Okay. Hey, uh, I'm just going to jump in, okay? I just want to jump in. Has, has, has this been awesome already? I mean, you think about it, and God's up to something. God's up to something, and, and, he's, in, and he's actually leading us and guiding us and directing our lives. And so we're here not only with purpose, but on purpose, right? We are here on purpose. I believe the Spirit of God today got you here. And you might think it was your angry mother-in-law, but no, it was the Spirit of God. And, and, and he set you up to have you collide with something that might empower you to experience victory in, a, in more areas of your life than you've ever had before. And he, you know, because he's got this plan. Yeah, and, and his plan isn't to harm you, but it's to help you. His plan is not to, it's not to confine you, but it's to release you. And he's bringing us into this wide open, spacious life. And he's, he's setting us up to, to just demonstrate to the world that our God is alive and well. And, and, and that Satan, you, let me just tell you something about the enemy. The enemy is real, but he, he's also already been defeated and sentence has already been passed upon him. And you are already an overcomer if you're in Christ. Thank you for that great response. That was amazing. I, now I know I'm talking to the right people. Uh, you know, here's the deal is that you already have everything you need to demonstrate Satan's defeat on a daily basis every day of your life. You can get out of bed every single day with this one purpose in mind, go humiliate hell. I'm just going to humiliate hell today. And let me tell you something, that you, 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 you embrace this reality and wrap your heart and mind around this truth, and it's going to elevate the way, you, the way you do life. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, a scripture that, uh, you know, that I've been meditating on for some time, and, and, and it's, uh, uh, you know, that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And we've been talking about it. You know, one of the things I'm always, uh, you know, challenging you to do is take a verse or two and just weave it, in, and that's what I'm doing, and God's bringing revelation, insight, and understanding in areas that I've never known before out, out of scriptures that I've been able to quote my, most of my adult life. And I'm telling you that God's word will come alive on the inside of you, and it'll begin to show you stuff that you didn't know. I love Jeremiah 33.3, and uh, we're leaving this one up. You have to look this Jeremiah 33.3 up, or trust me. But it says that, uh, that when we call to the Lord, he'll answer us and show us great and mighty things that we don't know. Call unto me, and I'll answer thee and show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. One translation says hidden things, secret things. It implies things that you couldn't possibly know, things you couldn't possibly know. How many of you believe that God knows some things you don't? Okay, 40%. Okay. God knows some things that you couldn't possibly know. And let me tell you how I, why he knows them, because he knows everything, right? And, 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 and you know, and he, he knows what you've been through, and he knows what you're headed to. And, and he declares the end at the beginning. In other words, God doesn't start something until he's finished. And he's just not, he's just not all that perplexed about the middle. 
right? And, and sometimes we get all messed up in the middle but, and, and refu- almost refusing to go to the end. But, but God knows you're in, and, and he knows what you're going to walk through, and he's kind of setting you up for, for great things in your life. He said, if you call me, I'm going to answer. I'm, I'm not just going to, you know, talk about whatever. I'm going to tell you great and mighty things. I'm going to show you great and mighty, show you, reveal great things, reveal mighty things, but sometimes we miss the great, the great and the mighty things because we've taken a little thing, turned it into a big thing, and so we miss out on the great thing and the mighty thing that God could show us. And, 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 and here's, the, here's the crazy part, is that we take a little thing that we know about and turn it into a big thing and tell everybody about that, but we still don't know about the great thing and the mighty thing that God has for our life. And he wants to show you stuff you don't know. You know, he, he wants to reveal things to you that are going to help you, not, not have you spend, you know, more, more of your time dealing with the stuff that's been trying to hurt you. And, and a lot of times it's the hurts we cling to. Isn't it amazing that it's the hurts we cling to and the breakthroughs that we miss when God wants you to start missing the hurt and holding to the breakthrough? Hello, somebody. Man, and, and, and he set you up to do this. He's given you everything that you need to do this. All we need to do is learn how to participate with him and understand how it operates in our life. And then life's going to be radically different. I said life's going to be radically different. You haven't seen it. You haven't heard it. It's not entered your heart. But the thing that God has prepared, made ready in advance, is a hidden thing, a secret thing. It is a covered thing. And see, a lot of us are trying to determine our steps. You know, it, it, the Lord determines our steps. But, 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 you know, we're, we're trying, you don't want to determine your future. You want to discover your future, discover, pull the cover back. And because why? Because there are things that have been covered up and you can't see it, but here's the deal. Neither can hell. So hell's not prepared for what God has prepared for you. All you have to do is get prepared for the thing that God's prepared for you. And that's what God's going to do is he's going to prepare you. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to instruct you. He's going to speak truth to you. He's going to give you everything that you need. But the Bible says in the next verse there, it says, but these things, but these things are revealed to us by the spirit. So there are things that have been hidden for your future, but you can't see it. But let me tell you something. You need the spirit of God to operate in your life so you can see it because that's how it's revealed. So the thing that God's prepared for you that hell is not prepared for has been covered by God, and he sent his spirit to come reveal those things to you. So without the Holy Spirit in your life, you're never going to see the thing that God's prepared for you that he's preparing you for that hell is not prepared for you to have in your hand. Okay, so what you need, what you need is to have the revealing process take place in your life so that right where you are, right where you are, that he would begin to reveal things to you, the things that you couldn't see before. And when you can see what you couldn't see before, you can go where you couldn't go before, you can reach what you couldn't touch before, and you can do what you couldn't even start before. Is, is it okay this morning? It, hey, if I, if I lean a little Pentecostal, forgive me. Okay, it's got something to do with my background or something. But I, I start getting excited about this stuff because I know, I, I know that what the enemy wants to do is distract us and paralyze us. He wants to, you know, uh, he, he kill as much as he can, steal as much as he can, destroy as much as he can. But Jesus said, but I've came that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. God's overflowing life is available to you. God, I said God's overflowing life is available to you, and in the craziest of places, you're going to find wells of, uh, uh, that, 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 are, that are, I'm talking about, awesome. In the worst spots in life, 
You tap into something that's so stinking amazing that you don't spend another day in your life without it. Huh? Hey, hey, Fredo, am I telling the truth? In the worst places of life, you can tap into, into something that just brings strength and peace and wisdom and insight and revelation, and it just blows the minds of everybody who's actually close to you and connected to you. Why? Because they can't see it. Why? Because it's revealed by the Spirit. It's revealed by the Spirit, but you tap into it, and all of a sudden, thank you, Jesus. I'm talking good stuff right in the middle of Hell. Huh? Wouldn't it be awesome? Right where you are today. If, 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 if you could begin to see things that you couldn't see just a minute ago. And you were able to tap into those things. And they began to infuse you with an inner strength that just demonstrated the goodness of God. And that your attention that used to be contained by hard things was overwhelmed by good things that he was bringing into your life. That is God's plan. But they're revealed by the Spirit. You know, probably a hundred years ago or so, there's a dude by the name of William Booth. He, he founded uh, the Salvation Army. And, and, and near the end of his life, he made several statements that were very powerful. And one of them, one of them he made this statement. And, and he, he said that, he, that his greatest fear at the end of his life is that one day the church would experience religion without the Holy Spirit. And you might even be thinking, well, how, how could you experience religion without the Holy Spirit? Because that's all you get without the Holy Spirit. See, you, you need the Holy Spirit to have, really, to have relationship with Jesus. You, you, need, you, you need the Holy Spirit in, in order to experience power in your life. You know, uh, uh, you know and, and today, it's kind of crazy because, you know, we can talk about the anointing. Most people, most people in the church are clueless. We, we can talk about hearing God's voice, and there's people that, 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 well, that seems odd. You know, you're hearing voices. Should we get you checked out? And it makes me nervous when people hear from God. It makes me nervous when they don't. You need to be hearing the voice of God speaking to your life. You, you know, uh, uh, being led by the Holy Spirit, that's a term that seems way out there. Well, wouldn't it just be like the devil to make you think that that would be way out there on the fringe if that's the way that you're supposed to live your life? Because according to Romans eight fourteen, those who are led by the Spirit, those are the sons and daughters of God. So you got to be Spirit-led, and it's going to be hard to be led by the Spirit if you are uh, afraid of it or if you are misinformed regarding it. You need to have an understanding of the Holy Spirit and how it works in, in, in your life so that you can be led to the thing that God's prepared for you that hell is not prepared for, so that God can show you how to tap into his goodness and, and his love and his mercy in, in, in the hardest moments of life, that, you would, that those would, when you look back at life, that those will become some of the most valuable moments of life. And he's going to do it by his Spirit. Look at somebody and tell them, man, we need the Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is the power of God sent to empower us. You, you know, uh, everything that we do, you and I, the, you know, the, the, the worship team and the, everything that they do is, is by, the, by the Holy Spirit. And even on your job, the things that you do, and I know you think you're really gifted and you're really skilled and you're really powerful and you're really smart and you're really, you know, all that. But let me tell you something. The, the, the power of the Holy Spirit operating through your life has brought you to where you are today. And what you need to do is increase 
your willingness to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember, read your Bible. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. If Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, there's a pretty good chance you need it too. The apostles were filled with the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, matter of fact, they were told by the guy who was constantly telling them, go, go into all the world and preach. Go, go, go. The first two letters in the word gospel. Go, go. But before you go, go up and tarry. Wait, hang out. Don't you do nothing until you've been endued with power. Don't take a step until the Holy Spirit's come. Then go do everything. Okay. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was filled with the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. I said, you need the Holy Spirit, and, 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 and you know, uh, who remembers Brill Cream? A whole bunch of old folks. Okay, um, Brill Cream's, you know, their, their tagline was a little dabble do ya, you know, and, and it was a hair product for men back in the day when men didn't use hair products, okay, and, and they had just a dabble do ya, and what we have is a dabble do ya relationship with the Holy Spirit. Just, just as little as we can get by with. And I, I, I want to challenge you today to, to open up your life a little bit more. Well, no, a lot more. Let's let the Holy Spirit operate in our life. Not, not to make you some weird, freakish individual, but to empower you to demonstrate Satan's defeat starting today. Starting today. That when you walk out the doors of this building today, that you are walking in a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen? Look at John. Go ahead and clap. I think that's awesome. We, we need to be clapping. Look at John 16, verse 7 and 8. It says, I'm telling you nothing but the truth when I say it's profitable, it's good, it's expedient, it's advantageous for you that I go away. Can you imagine the guys, you know, hanging out with Jesus and Jesus coming saying, hey, I'm leaving, but it's actually for your benefit. This is, this, this is, this is, this is nothing but the truth. It's profitable for you. It's good for you. It's, it's to your advantage that I leave. You know what's funny to me is how many people, you know, sit around and they get to talking and, 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 and oh, I just wish that I could walk with Jesus. And Jesus said, hey, I'm going I'm to show you what's better. I'm going to show you what's better than walking with Jesus side by side. Walking with the Holy Spirit. Walk with the Holy Spirit. He said, if I don't go away, the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go, I'll send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. We're going to leave that one up for just a minute. I'm telling you nothing but the truth. I'm telling you that this is to your advantage that having the Spirit come is actually better than walking with Jesus. Because, see, if they were with Jesus, but the Spirit was come to be in them. Let me tell you something. In is better than with. Okay? You got a one-up on everybody because you got the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead living in you. Greater is He who is in you than he who is in the world. You got enough God in you to demonstrate the defeat of all the evil in all the earth. You have, my gosh, you got enough power to blow the lips off the front of your face. You got power. You got power. But, but you got you, you to activate. You got to cooperate. You got to recognize. You know, when we first moved into this uh, building and started uh, renovating this stuff, and let me tell you something, that this building had no lack of power. 
there was stuff sticking out of the walls and out of the ceilings. And, 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 and I mean, and there, there, we had, there were trenches in the concrete that we had, literally had to fill up that had power running. We had power and we could have done anything, anything imaginable. They had plug-ins I had never even seen before. Gnarly, big old honking thing, just, you know, and stuff. We're talking power. We had way more power than we would ever, 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 ever tap into. You have way more power than you will ever, 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 ever tap into. So you might as well start using some of the power you got. I mean, you might as well tap in a little bit and, and, and think about this, man. Think about what you got. Cause, cause, well, and we're going to put them on the screen. Look at this. He said, I'm going away so I can send the comforter. Everybody say comforter. comforter. You know, we have a comforter. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. And let me tell you something that the world needs. Let me say, here's something the church needs. We need a comforter. Okay, why? Because life is nuts. And you need a comforter. But we, you know, what we do is, is, that, is that we run to man for comfort. We, we, we run to other things for comfort. And, and, and we, it, have you noticed that when you, when you need comfort, you kind of reach out to friends and family and, and close associates, and you're hoping to God that they'll comfort you, and then you get mad at the way they did comfort you or uh, hurt by the way they didn't comfort you or, 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 or you feel worse at the end of their comfort session than you did at the beginning. Why? Because you're going to the wrong place. Now, and it's one thing to get comfort from people. I mean, it's awesome when people comfort you, but the fact of the matter is, is that people can only help you to the degree that the Holy Spirit empowers them to help you. And the first thing, the first place, the first guy you want to go to for comfort is the Holy Spirit. Man, you want to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit to receive real comfort because nobody comforts like the comforter. Okay? And he was sent to give you comfort. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to reach out for comfort. Look, look, look at this next one. It, it, it says, he's a counselor. He's a counselor. Man. You have God in you. I mean, the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead, and he's dwelling on the inside of you. And we end up going to people a lot of times that haven't got a clue how to counsel. But we have the guy who knows everything, who is right here in me, counselor. He's a counselor. You can ask the Holy Spirit to give you insight and help on, 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 your, on, your, on your way to do whatever it is you're going to do. I think you ought to be asking him for help and insight and revelation, discernment, understanding on your way to church. I think you ought to talk to the counselor and say, hey, I'm on my way, and they're going to try to counsel me in the Word of God today. So I need you, Spirit, to, to begin to, to open up my mind and to help me receive counsel and help me see things that I haven't seen before. And I, I want to hear and receive faith. And, 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 and don't leave that responsibility on me. You have the Holy Spirit in you, and, and, and he wants to be your counselor. Hello, somebody. Can you imagine the, the much, much more that you would receive if you included God in your search for wisdom and revelation, hello, somebody. Uh, look at the next one. He's a helper. Somebody say, I need help. Man, I'll tell you what, this is a pretty cool one, you know, because he will help you with everything. 
I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will help you with everything. There ain't nothing too small to draw on him from. And, 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 and you know what? I'll, I'll just be super transparent. I, you know, uh, I got in a little bit of trouble with God this week. Because there's, there's, there's something that, that people talk about often, and, uh, and, uh, uh, and it's, it's always bothered me a little bit. And, uh, uh, well, when, when people talk about the Holy Spirit helping them find a parking space, I'm thinking, well, you know why you parked across the street from the mall? Because the Holy Spirit's helping you get what you really need, which wasn't a parking space, exercise. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, I was so thankful at Thanksgiving dinner when we were up at Sam's house and, and, and Shelby's sister and, and Tomas and, 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 they, and we stood in a circle and before we pray, let's talk about what we're thankful for. I was so thankful that none of my children or my wife said, I'm just so thankful we found a parking spot. I was so thankful. <laughs> and then God asked me specifically, it's like he got in my face wrong, he said, what is your problem? And I'm like, parking spaces? Give me a break. And he goes, what's wrong with parking space? What's wrong with getting help for that? And I'm thinking, so small. I mean, could we not? And he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Tell me, tell me, this is what God said, Ron. Tell me your biggest issue. And so I thought for a few minutes. And I laid it out for him. And he goes, parking space. Your biggest issue is a parking space to me. Shut up. <laughs> so in other words, God was saying, you're an idiot. <laughs> if, if we could learn to draw on the Spirit for the little things, how much easier will it be to draw on Him for help with the bigger things? That maybe we wouldn't be in so much trouble in the bigger things if we'd learned to get help on the smaller things that led to the bigger things. So this week when you're at the mall, help me, Holy Spirit, m move that Prius, get me in there. He he's got help for you. Look at this. He's an intercessor. He he's an intercessor. And, and, and he's in you, and he's praying for you, and he's praying through you, and he's praying with you. I'm telling you what, we have the intercessor praying for us. Helping us pray when we don't know how we ought to pray. We, this is an awesome thing, man. We have the intercessor. And, and we know that only the Spirit of God knows the mind of God. So isn't it awesome to have the mind of God revealed as you're praying? Because the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you actually knows the mind of God and begins to pray and reveal to you the mind of God, which you don't have a clue of knowing. He's an advocate. An advocate is a lawyer. Well, I thought Jesus was standing in the gap for us in heaven. Yeah, but your lawyer spends time with you to educate you so that you would be reminded of what you have legally as a child of God and what you can enforce in your life concerning God's will and plan for your life. He's a strengthener. Dude, this is huge. He's a strengthener. You can get strength for everything in your life, all the issues. You, get, you can draw strength from the Holy Spirit. I don't think you should leave the house without, without thanking him that, God, 
Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you strengthen me today. Strengthen me to resist temptation. Strengthen me to make wise choices. Give me the strength to do the things that on my own I, I wouldn't do. But because of that, I, you know, if I didn't make these choices, I, I wouldn't have the opportunity to see these results. So give me the strength. You have a, the strengthener on the inside of you. You know, I think this is the thing is that we don't understand that, that he's in you. Each and every one of us have the strengthener. And let me just tell you something. You're going to face stuff this week, probably today, that you don't have what it takes. He does. Hmm? Oh, he does. I love this. I love this next one. He's the standby. He's the standby. That much flying? Ever been put on standby? You know, you get to the airport and they've oversold the plane. Bless their heart. And you think you're going somewhere. Only to find out, maybe. It depends on if somebody keels over something. Which is like Greek for go ahead and hurt somebody. But uh, they, they put you on standby, and what happens is, is that if, a, if, if an opening comes up, you can fill it. Here's the Holy Spirit on standby in your life, that if there's an opening, he'll fill it. Oh, my gosh. Craig and I were talking this morning. Craig's more excited about it than I am, I think. I can't tell. It's hard to tell if Craig's excited. <laughs> He's bouncing off the walls of my office. And I said, what's up? And he goes, I'm creating space for the Holy Spirit in my life. Because if he, if he finds an open space, he's going to fill it. Amen. Hello, somebody. I said he's going to fill it. And, and, and then, and, then and, and, and that's just the beginning. That's, that's actually just the beginning. And then he's going to guide you. Right? John 16. Let's, let's read it again. 7 and 8. John 16. I'm telling you, it's the truth. This is for your advantage because I'm going to send the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the straightener, the standby. And he's going to come into not just fellowship, close. Close fellowship. Close fellowship. Every day, man. Every day, close fellowship. Look at verse 8. Look at this. And when he comes, he's going to convict and convince the world and bring demonstration to it. He's going to bring, he's, going to, he's coming with a purpose, and he's going, to, he's going to bring some stuff that's going to change the world that, that, that you're involved in, the world that you're living in. And how's he going to do that? Because he's going to change you first. I'm telling you that God is going to change you by the power of the, uh, of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Bible teaches us that we've been anointed with the Holy Spirit. That you, if you're born again, you have been anointed with the Holy Spirit. The word anointed means to rub or smear all over. You have the Holy Spirit all over you today. I said you have the Holy Spirit all over you today. I think that's a place where we ought to just start clapping. Thank you, Jesus, for sending the Holy Spirit. Amen. And check it out. Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8. He said, and uh, you're going to receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You're going to receive power, you, 
You. This is why he was telling them, guys, wait, man, you need the power. You don't, you don't have what it takes, but the guy that's got everything that you need is going to come, and he's going to get up on the inside of you, and, he's, and you're going to receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when he comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses. You'll be my witness. Not, you know, a lot of times we use this to get people to go out and do witnessing, which is cool. Go, go witness. But he said, I want you to be a witness. You realize that that's a huge difference. That you would be a witness to the works of the Spirit that's in you. You're going to receive power, the ability to produce results. Man, you're going to receive power. Let me tell you something that, the, that, that, that most believers I know could use more of in their life. Power. More, more ability to produce results. Look, look at verse uh, 4. Acts 1, while being in their company and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave, but wait for what the Father had promised. And, and he, he said, you've heard me talk about it. Look at verse 5. He said, just wait here for John baptized with water, but not many days from now you shall be baptized with, placed and introduced to the Holy Spirit. There, there, there's a power coming that's going to just mess your life up for good. You know why so many Christians are out in areas of their life in trouble because they haven't waited for the power. Maybe if we learned to wait for that power, we, well, we'd live the life that we were meant to. Maybe you'd experience the results that you were meant to experience. Sometimes we just kind of get ahead of ourselves, though, don't we? You know, we, we, we just feel like, man, I have to make a decision. I have to take an action. Sometimes, have you, ever, have you ever found yourself doing this in the middle of an action wondering, what was I thinking when I started? <laughs> how, how did we get here? That's a great time to go to the Holy Spirit for help. Because I don't know if it's just me or just people like me, but there's so many times that I'll see something, and I'll find myself engaged. And to be honest, I never stopped to even consider the Holy Spirit yet. And so I'm engaged in something, and then I'm hoping he'll show up. But I've also experienced life where I, I waited, and God began to lead and to guide, and, and it was obvious that it was a God thing, and it didn't make any difference what came against it. It just couldn't fail. What if you and I became more and more aware and apparent of the power that's in us. And we actually received that power. You know, because, because all, of us, all of us have power, but not all of us have received that power or activated that power or learned how, how to deal with that ability, that efficiency, and that might. Man, you got power. But you, you have to learn to use it. You have to learn to tap into that power. It's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, uh, you know, dying a billionaire, but you lived your life like a pauper because you never learned how to write and cash a check. Man, you have the ability to draw on something that is so amazing. It's so available to you. You can go to God for comfort. You can go to God to counsel. You can get help. You can get strength. You can get wisdom. You, you can get everything that you need to be guided into the life that God set up and prepared and made ready in advance for you. You just have to learn to talk to God. Somebody say amen. amen. You know, I just need seven easy steps. You know, 
give me the process to, to, to the perfect life. And, and unfortunately, you know, as, as much as we want that, it doesn't really work that way. You know, being led by the Spirit. You know, I was, I was in, I was in uh, Puyallup and, and uh, last couple of weeks and ministered there. And, and, and the week before that, I was in Vancouver. And, and, and I think at both places, somebody would come to me and they say, uh, hey, how do you prepare for a message? <laughs> Dude, I preach like a cross-eyed javelin thrower. We never know exactly where I'm going. I don't have a clue, which is why I need the Holy Spirit desperately. You know, I, I study and I get stuff ready, but I don't know actually when I'm going to use it. It just all kind of comes together when it comes together. Yeah. And, and, and here's, here's the thing I want you to know is that, that uh, uh, if you would let the Spirit of God lead your life, one thing is, is that you'd be more effective, you'd have more efficiency, there'd be more power, and it'd be a lot less boring for you. No wonder the world thinks church is boring. They don't, they don't recognize that, hey, man, we're being led by the Spirit of God today, and we have newness of life in the Spirit of God. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. We're just kind of introducing the Holy Spirit. Well, think about it for just a second, and, and think about the fruit of the Spirit. Just think about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, humility, self-control. That's the fruit of the Spirit in you. See, never again, never again should you say, I don't have self-control. I just don't have patience. No, you have it. You just don't want to use it. Because you have the fruit of the Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit in you. And the Holy Spirit, let me tell you something, He's fruitful. So you can tap into it as much or as little as you want. You know, it's, think, of it, think of it this way. It's like electricity. And you got electricity running to the house. And in one room, somebody's using that electricity, you know, to vacuum the floor. And in one room, somebody flipped a switch and the lights came on. And in another room, somebody turned on the oven and they stuck in the turkey. And in another room, somebody used the remote and, and, they, and they put on the football game. And everybody's using electricity, but for different purposes. And that's kind of how the Holy Spirit wants to operate in your life. Because, you know, uh, you think about being, uh, you know, and filled with the Holy Spirit and, and, and the Spirit and, and the fruits of the Spirit. Just wait till you get to the gifts of the Spirit. Man, the gifts of the Spirit. Look, look at this, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. About spiritual gifts, the special, end I love the Amplified, special endowments of supernatural energy. <laughs> Is that just a cool statement or what? Special endowments of supernatural energy. I don't want you to be misinformed. King James... Bible says, I don't want you to be ignorant. Here's the problem is that a lot of us are just ignorant concerning spiritual gifts. We think the spiritual gifts are something that, you, you know, we're going to operate with those in a church setting. And I'm thinking, you need to understand that these gifts that God's going to empower your life with, they're not for a church setting. They're for everyday life. Man, you know, uh, and I know, I know, trust me, I get it. I've been born and raised in spirit-filled, Holy Ghost, Bible-thumping, crazy churches, okay? And, and, and people can get pretty, pretty strange, but the Holy Spirit didn't come to make you strange. He came to make you powerful. And, and, and all of that activity in church, and, and it just kind of comes with the territory sometimes, but, but, but just remember this, that it ain't about what happens in here. It's what we get to carry home with us. Hello, somebody. Man, and, and he said, I don't, I don't want you to be misinformed. And here's the problem is that if you can be informed, you can be misinformed. And there's a good chance most of us have been misinformed in one area or another uh, when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit. I just want to read through them real quick and we're done. Look at verse 7. 
He, in verse 7, to each one is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the evidence and the spiritual illumination of the Spirit, and for good and for profit. Each one, everybody's got to look at somebody and say, you got them. To one is given in and through the Holy Spirit the power to speak a message of wisdom. Oh, I, I want to give a word of wisdom. Dude, so do I. To my kids. And can you imagine having the Holy Spirit in your life and he's active and moving and you have the ability to give a word of wisdom to your kids right when they need it? Come on, this is where you want the gifts of the Spirit operating in your life. Matter of fact, if somebody at church comes up to you and says, I have a word for you, well, listen to it, but don't build your life on it until it's been confirmed by two or three witnesses. Man, and, 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 but, but when you have a relationship with a family, a friend, a co-worker, God will give you a word of wisdom right at the right moment to another power to express a word of knowledge and understanding according to the same spirit. Look at this next one. To another wonder-working faith. Wonder-working faith. God's going to lead you into situations that are so much bigger than you are. Battles you could never possibly win. Problems you could never solve. Situations you could never afford. But he's also going to give you a gift of wonder-working faith faith. Man, and you're going to demonstrate Satan's defeat there. Extraordinary powers of healing. You're going to be able to lay hands on the sick and see him recover. Hello, somebody. I'm talking about, you You know, getting to a place where there's just something in you and you just can't stop yourself. And, and you got a family member that, that, that's not feeling good. Hey, before you go to the doctor, come here for a minute. And boom! And all of a sudden... Huh? Man, he's got gifts. You know, as we get ready to go into Christmas, and Christmas is all about gifts, we're going to be dealing with the gifts of the Spirit a little bit and unwrapping some of the gifts that God's already given us. Look, look at verse 10. He said, to another, workings of miracles. Man, sometimes, sometimes for me, just getting where I'm supposed to be, and I look back and I, dude, that was a miracle. It's just a miracle. It's a miracle. Look, look at how those doors opened up. You know, look at where we are. Look at the campus that God has, has, has placed us on. Look, look, look at the cities that God's given us influence and opportunity. And look, look, look at our miracles. Miracles. Man, if, if, you, if you got to know me better, you'd know this whole thing's a miracle. It's a miracle. I, I mean, think about it. The gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose. Insight. God wants you to have insight. Not just at a church service. But dealing with the realities of life. And he's sent his power so that you could be a witness of him guiding you. There's situations you couldn't make it through. Places that should have killed you. But you came out elevated. Can I get a witness? People that were out to harm you. That ended up somehow helping. Things that should have crushed you. But now you're stronger. It's just a thought game. Just a, just a moment. Just a... How did we get there? What about that tongues thing? <laughs> I think it's so funny that we, we, we take the gifts of the Spirit and we boil it down to some weird, weird thing. I don't understand that. Dude, I'm going to tell you something. You don't know how many times I've heard that. I don't understand that tongues thing. I ain't into it. 
I don't understand breathing, but I'm into it. Okay, I, I have found life is better. Well, that's good. Look, look at verse 11. All these gifts, achievements, and abilities are inspired and brought to pass by the one and the same Spirit. I want us to be a people who swing the door open and say, Holy Spirit, help us. Comfort us. Strengthen us. Counsel us. Stand by us. Because he's going to make your life better. Wait to the people around you who are people with no hope. Find out that the people of hope have learned how to release hope in a hopeless situation. I know it's time to close, but I just want to pray for you. Just close your eyes for just a moment. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Father, I pray for every person in this room, those watching online, that they would make that statement regarding their life, their body, the temple. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. We, we invite you. We invite you to come and continually fill us. We reach to you first for our comfort and our counsel and our strength. We reach to you first. God, we, we want to be the people who learn to turn to you first for help. That we look to you first knowing that you're standing by ready to fill in the gaps of our life. Thank you for power. Thank you for power, the ability to produce results that have been delivered. God, I just thank you that every person in this room has the ability to enjoy the fruit of the Spirit and to operate in those gifts in their life every single day. Show us great and mighty things that we didn't know. While your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're in this room today and you're trying to live separated from God, let me just tell you something. The, the very first step that, and the most important one is for you to, to surrender your life to God and, and receive relationship with Jesus Christ and get Jesus on the, uh, on the throne of your life. You just need to make a simple prayer, something we might call what, uh, uh, you know, the sinner's prayer. Maybe you've never prayed it. Maybe you prayed it a hundred times. Here's the question, though, is today, can you sense that you just need to surrender? That you just need to say, okay, Jesus, I'm going to get real with you. I need you to be real with me. I want my life to be changed radically, transformed. So I'm going to make this prayer, and we're all going to pray this prayer together. But if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom, I'm going to make this prayer, that we're all going to pray, I'm going to make it my prayer. Jesus, come into my life. If that's you, while no one's looking around, I won't ask you to stand, or I won't embarrass you, but if you're here today, and that's on the inside, and you say, okay, I'm making this choice, I'm doing it today. If that's you, I just want you to hold your hand up really high so I can agree with you in prayer. Just lift it up real high right now so I can say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So awesome. So awesome. God, we praise you. When everybody in this place, pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. 
Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give him another big hand.